Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, we have Rob Cherry in the updates. You guys with us, 888-729-9494, pound 9494. That gets you through. We'll get back to all the phone calls here in just a couple minutes. Right now, we have to go out to the Sports Colton guest line. Bring on a guest from the ringer.com, Danny Kelly. I almost had him on about a month ago before the Eagles-Seahawks game. We couldn't work out a proper time to get that done. We're doing it right now, though, as we get ready. Well, it's still weird to say. The Eagles are headed to the Super Bowl to play the New England Patriots in 11 days. Danny wrote an article on the Eagles, their strength, and this game. Let's talk about it. Danny, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. Congrats on the uh, Super Bowl birth, too. That's awesome. Well, it is. This town, as you could tell, Danny, it's buzzing right now, and people (laughs) cannot wait to get to this game and another crack at the Patriots. Let's just talk first your, your initial thoughts here, Danny, on what the Eagles have done in the postseason, getting to the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz. Where were you in, in terms of your thinking about the Eagles when Wentz went down, and, and obviously how has it changed for you over the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, my first impression was probably pretty common for, for most people in Philly was that, you know, Doug Peterson is probably going to have to manage what he did with Foles going forward. You know, try not to ask him to do a whole lot. Try to lean on that run game and obviously the excellent defense and, and just kind of hope for the best. I think Anytime you lose an MVP candidate style player, you're going to, I mean, it's going to take a lot to kind of get past that. And it's been kind of incredible to watch what the Eagles have been able to do. Um, Obviously, you know, I think in in that Atlanta game, they designed a really smart scheme to kind of just get folds and rhythm and and give him some easy passes to make. And then last week he he made some plays that, I mean, he kind of looked like Wentz a few times there where he was stepping up in the pocket, escaping pressure and, and making big throws down the field. So, um, I think that, I mean, obviously it needs a bit of a, a team effort, I think, when you lose a guy like Wentz. But, um, I mean, they've managed incredibly well without him. And I think, you know, I don't, the, obviously the Patriots are the favorites, but I, I actually think the Eagles have a really strong chance in this game. It should be a really good Super Bowl, I think. I'm with you, Dan. And you wrote something on the Eagles and their strength, their defensive line, and, and why you think that's such a big deal in this game. And, and really, you went further than just the idea of, well, you got to hit Tom Brady. I mean, I think every team that's played the Patriots <laughs> right. for all these years has said the same thing. But the way you wrote it and the way you described it, the Eagles, not only is their strength good, but it seems like it's ready for this moment in this game. Yeah, I mean, the, the so-called blueprint, I think, it, you know, this is what you talk about. Everybody's talked about it for years. is trying to get pressure on Brady with four without having to blitz because he's so good against the blitz. You know, he just picks it apart typically. Um and, I mean, a lot of teams have kind of come close to, to figuring out that blueprint in terms of, I mean, if you looked at the Jaguars last week, they, they looked pretty solid for three quarters. They thought it, it looked almost like they had them a little bit figured out, but then he outlasted them. Um, same with the Super Bowl last year against the Falcons. He just outlasted that team. The, the Falcons got tired, and, and he just picked them apart late in the game. You go back to the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, it was the same story. I mean, they lost Cliff Averill in the second half, and, and – all of a sudden, the Seahawks pass rush wasn't getting home, and, and Tom Brady picked him apart, came back from 10 points, and won that game. And so there's kind of this, this, you know, it's a pattern we've seen where teams that can confound Brady early in the game just run out of gas, and where I think the Eagles have 
a little bit of an edge and where they could potentially, you know, pull off this upset is, is they could play longer than all, and a, few of the, a few of these other teams just because they have so many guys on that defensive line that they can rotate all game. You know, if, if those guys can stay healthy in the game and, and rush for a full 60 minutes, you know, I think that gives them a chance to kind of do what other teams haven't done, which is, you know, play a full 60 minutes without getting too tired against the guy because he just, I mean, you've seen Brady for, for years, I and mean, he just tires people out. He does. I mean, you mentioned the game last year against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they that was as good as anyone's played against them in the Super Bowl of all these Super yep. Bowls for the first, you know, whatever part of that game into the third quarter, 28-3, and then they got in a roll, and, and they just continued doing it. And, Danny, you mentioned there's some of their secondary pass rushers. I think that's what, what gives me the most encouragement, that even if Fletcher Cox doesn't have a dominating day or doesn't make a bunch of hits on Brady, you know, when he comes off the field or Brandon Graham comes off the field, there's a drop-off, sure, but guys like Chris Long and the rookie Derek Barnett, I think everyone here, everyone listening to us right now, they have confidence that they can make a couple plays on Tom Brady, too. I mean, some of these guys could be starting on other teams, and that just says it all. Um, when you have rotational first-round, if you have a first-round pick and one of the best college defensive linemen, pass rushers you know, in the college game coming off the bench for you, that's huge. When you got... Vinny Curry, he's he's a veteran. He, he's a proven guy. He's coming off the bench for you. That's huge, you know. And so Chris Long, another two, another thing that I kind of noticed, and, and I'm sure that Eagles fans already know this, but I mean, he's just so savvy at getting the ball on the ground. I had four 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 first fumbles this year, and um, obviously that play against Keenum that forced the touch or forced the interception touchdown was huge for them. And so um, you know, just guys that have been there have experience. You know, obviously, Long knows the Patriots, and so that could be kind of a little bit of an edge. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just having that much depth and that many guys that can come in and play for you, I think it's huge. And you don't see that very often. Like, not very many teams have that. They don't. I mean, we see teams that have, like, you know, Bosa and Ingram out in, uh, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Some teams have great rushers, but the Eagles have uh, so many of them to throw at Tom Brady. Yeah. Danny, I have to ask you about your feeling on Doug Peterson over the last couple of years and how that's evolved. Because as I sit here talking to you, I am fascinated. And this is, I never thought these words would come out of anyone's mouth two years ago by the matchup of Doug Peterson's offensive <laughs> mind and Bill Belichick's defensive prowess. What do you think of Doug? Because I, I've supported the guy for two years, but I fought off a lot of, uh, of negativity, including from your, your colleague yeah. over at the ringer, Mike Lombardi. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts yeah. on Doug now? Well, I mean, I think it was initially my impression was you just didn't really know a lot about the guy and you didn't know how much influence he had versus what, you know, what Andy Reid was kind of doing. It's sort of like the same deal when you, when you talk about like guys that come out of, you know, like for instance, like the Pete Carroll, like coaching trees, like how much is that, how much of that defense is Pete Carroll? How much of that is, you know, say Gus Bradley or Dan Quinn, um, so my initial impression was kind of like, okay, we'll have to see how he does and how much influence he did have in terms of that, that Chiefs offense. And I think we've seen he, he's a very brilliant offensive mind. I mean, I just – the way that he's managed goals and the way that he's kind of, you know, not turned around once his career because obviously he was a rookie and so any rookie's going to struggle. But the way he's developed Wentz and turned him into like an MVP candidate player, I think that has really proven to me that he's a really smart offensive mind. Um, maybe, you know, we just didn't really know it right out of the bat, but I think the way that he calls plays, the way that he kind of uses formations and personnel to create mismatches, um, all the types of stuff that he does, that's the same kind of things you hear about, like, you know, Josh McDaniels of the world and, and some of these 
really renowned play callers, he's doing the same exact thing. And he's actually, you know, ahead of the curve in terms of using the RPOs and some of the college game stuff that, that we see, you know, in Kansas City and in Philly. I think, I think we're going to see a lot of copycat teams next year based on what he did this year. And so I think that says a lot. I'm gonna, I think we're going to save that piece of audio there because I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. That we're going to see copycat fans, uh, copycat <laughs> coaches of Doug Peterson's offense. Danny, I want to, I want your thought on the Patriots. And we have a lot of confident folks in this town right now. And I'm hearing a lot of, well, they're not the same Patriots anymore. This is not going to be that tough. I, I have a healthy respect for Belichick for Brady. They were 13 and three again. Their road to the Super Bowl wasn't very difficult in terms of the teams. You know, the Titans and then Jaguars were right. good, but it wasn't a classic route. Um, is this a really, really great Patriots team? A good one? Pretty good? How, how would you compare them to other ones we've seen? Yeah, I'd probably put them in the pretty good range. Uh, you know, obviously they're not going to be in uh, in the range of, you know, the team that went undefeated that year or anything like that. But, I mean, I still think that they're a very good team. I think, obviously, the identity is centered around Brady and the offense. You know, Gronk is healthy this year. That gives them a big, you know, big advantage. Obviously, kind of have to see if he gets through the concussion protocol, but Assuming he does, you know, that alone is a huge, huge advantage. Um, you know, Brandon Cook's very good deep threat. They've obviously got, like, as we saw last week, a, a deep, you know, crew at, at receiver with Danny Amendola stepping up when they lost a couple of guys. I mean, this is still a good offense, and, and anytime we, I mean, we've seen it over the years a million times, like Brady can just do so many things for you that it, it actually, you know, picks up the defense. I don't think the defense is, you know, as good or deep as, as – it's been over the last couple of years in, in terms of just the talent and the depth that they have, but I think that they're good enough to get the job done. I mean, we saw them last week really shut down the run in the second half, which was impressive to me because, you know, I think the Jaguars really wanted to kind of do that thing they do where they run they run on you in the second half and wear you down, and, and New England just did not let them do that. So I think there's you got to credit them for that too. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, this is still an offensive-focused offensive team and, I mean, if you can stop Brady, that's huge because I don't think the defense is, is going to be the, team, the thing that beats you. So, Danny, I mean, we've come to the uh, kind of uh, an agreement here that the Eagles match up pretty well. They have, the coaching matchup is interesting, and the Eagles have a real shot. We both believe that. So give us the truth here, Danny, and I, I'm sure he's not going to hear this, so you could tell us. Is the, uh, the boss man over at the ring a little worried about his Patriots in this one? <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good question. I think he's probably a little bit worried. I think he, he's one of those guys that's a little bit, um, you know, superstitious. He doesn't want to be too confident going into it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, he feels pretty confident. Obviously, it's a big advantage going up against a quarterback like Nick Foles. I mean, just bottom line, he wasn't a starter this year. And he hasn't been really consistently good for several years now other than, you know, that game and then maybe throw in one or two along the way. But, um, so I think that that probably gives gives him gives him some some confidence. But knowing Bill, he's probably a little bit superstitious about it and, and definitely worried. Well, I hope he is, and I hope Nick Foles takes down <laughs> Tom Brady. Danny, I really appreciate you hopping on here, and I will do it again. All right. All right, sounds good. There he goes, Danny Kelly of the Ringer, admitting to us that Bill Simmons is terrified of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson. Something that I think I think it was always going to be how the Patriots dynasty ended, and we didn't know it. But it had to end in a, in a weird way, and maybe it's Nick Foles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 